Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 106 of A Yank on the Footy. I am Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and it's glad to be back. And I am so thrilled that you're listening. My guest this episode is not a stranger to the podcast. I had him on one of the earliest people I ever interviewed on the podcast, and he 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 set aside some time for somebody who he didn't know at the time and is wasn't sure what was going to happen there. And I greatly appreciate it. I had a lot of fun talking to him the last time. I'd like to welcome Mr. Michael Ross, who is the head coach of the San Diego Lions of the USAFL to the show. Michael, thanks for coming back on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. It's good, uh, good to speak to you again. It is great. It's uh, it's that time of year. So those of you who are in the States who are footy fans, you know what we're talking about. The Nationals are starting uh, in about eight days from where we're we're talking right now. Uh, but for those of you in Australia, this is uh, the biggest tournament here in the United States. And from what I have heard and what Brian Barrish said last night during his uh, revealing of the uh, the divisions, that it's the biggest tournament of this kind in the world. Yeah. Well, the, the numbers this year will probably be down a little bit mm-hmm. on past years, you know, with a bit of a COVID hangover. Right, right. That. But um, I think... The tournament held in 2017 in San Diego was the the record attendance, and there was something like uh, I'm guessing somewhere in between four and five thousand athletes, male and female, out there at the time. Wow. So wow, yeah, this so that, be, could probably be a little smaller than that, um, but yeah, it's uh, still pretty big. Okay, so I want to go back. You know, let me ask you this question first: Has the excitement set in yet for you? Are you? Yes, um, actually, one of the guys we trained on Tuesday night, and um, I was uh, looking forward to race home to to listen to Brian's seedings, mm-hmm. and um, but he gave it away while we were getting off the track. So I already knew um, that we'd, uh, you know, where we were seated, and um, and yeah, so yeah, pretty much straight away, uh, we're pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, we've got a. Nice squad. We've got about 28 guys um, who'll be making the journey. So that'll be a full squad of 24 and a few reserves. So okay. we're in pretty good shape. So, yeah, I was going to get to this in a bit here, but this is a great time to ask it. How do you go about fundraising for taking 28 guys cross country for what is what is basically an amateur club? Yes. How yeah. do you do that? Um, well, I mean, a lot of it is self-funded. So the players, well, from our club anyway, um, so the players will finance their own flights. So, you know, across a year, you know, it can become expensive. Um, and the club tries. You you were, you were saying that, uh, that it's self-funded. Yeah. So the players will largely pay for their own, you know, the flight, which is the, you know, the most expensive part of it usually. And uh, we try to raise funds through functions and that to um, to hopefully pay for the hotels at away games and such like that. Just take a little bit of the financial pressure off guys and hopefully convince a few more to uh, get on board. Okay. Now I want to, I want to go back to last year really quickly yeah. because last year didn't happen. That's right. Okay. H- how were you able to pass the time without having footy to play. I'm sure you were watching the game in Australia, but how did you pass yeah. the time not being able to actually get out on the ground yourself? Well, uh, to be honest, um, 
we uh, like once we were able to, um, we kept in touch, you know, the usual things at the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, via Zoom and all the rest of it. But uh, once they sort of gave us any green light to go ahead, um, our guys have been uh, getting together pretty regularly over the over the time. Um, I can't okay. remember when we first got back together, but um, I think there was sort of uh, sort of two trains of thought. A lot of um, places sort of you know went into hibernation over that time, mm-hmm. and um, you know we had a lot of guys who you know sort of jumping out of their skin being locked up at home so once once the sort of restrictions came off um to a certain extent the the boys jumped at the chance to get out on the paddock regular so um and we've just kept going um so it's yeah it's felt like the longest pre-season of all time so (laughs) So how did pre-season yeah how did this year go for you then when you were playing your your local games? And I'm sure you played Orange County, you played the Dragons this year as well. How yeah. did how did things go? Yeah, so um, we played uh, all that. We played 11 games, which is a little bit less um, than usual. And I think at the same time in 2019, we were 14 and three. So that's 17 games. So okay. a little bit shy. We didn't start till... We weren't sort of given the green light for games sort of until mid-year. Um, and then uh, they had the sub-regional tournaments around the country, which mm-hmm. we were involved in. Um, and obviously, we're lucky enough that we've got, uh, you know, uh, good competition not far away up the road. So we were we were lucky to get enough um, to get games in. And we, yeah, finished the season uh, seven and four. So um, it's pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, so we didn't have a very successful uh, regional tournament. We went zero and three up there, but um, we were, you know, severely undermanned. And hopefully now that we've, I'm suppose, I suppose uh, in Division One now, um, you know, we're looking to put up a much better performance this time around. Now, are you, are you healthy going into the, the Nationals? Yeah, so probably I think there's two guys um, who injured themselves, you know, in a more major way, uh, two or three guys who won't make it. But other than that, um, yeah, like I said, we've got a sort of extended squad of up to nearly 30. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, everyone who's sort of upright at this point in year is pretty fit and healthy. Was your, was your club, because Rick Shabani from the Dragons told me yeah. That in their first game this season, they yeah. had they had an opponent that ended up with like a tib fib fracture. Was yeah, that your so was that your club? That was against us. Yeah. Okay. So that was uh, scheduled to be our first sort of um, round robin match. Um, okay. But for some reason, uh, Orange County couldn't make it, and so LA we scheduled to do a four quarter match. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about. Well, about five minutes after half time, uh, it was a ruck contest, and one of the LA uh, LA boys come down really awkwardly, and um, yeah, put uh, broke both bones, and I think pierced the skin. So it was pretty, pretty gruesome. Yeah, pretty gruesome, yeah. and um, you know, we sort of, I think, we called the game sort of at that yeah. point. It wasn't really much. And and how how's his recovery coming now? Yeah, well, uh, when we a few weeks back we were up in LA to play them. Um, 
them in Orange County again. And um, I, yeah, the guy was uh, walking around on a walking stick. So okay, that's good. That's the, good. Yeah, it did seem to be yeah very very swift recovery. So okay. good luck. Uh, I'm glad that's the case. So this is not your first time going to Austin. You've you've been no. there before. You played uh, in the finals there in the nationals there a few years ago. Yes. What what are you looking forward to getting back to while you're there? Yeah, well, I mean besides uh, footy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, just to get, you know, we've had sort of bits and pieces um, of real footy and it's been a strange year, you know, a shortened year. Some clubs have dropped off um, and then, you know, sort of COVID's always lurking. So some games have been cancelled. Um, I think most clubs have probably experienced that. So it's, you know, a bit un been a bit sort of unsteady that way. Um, but just looking forward to just like getting out there for a couple of days, um, you know, and giving it, our best shot basically is what I'm looking forward to. So okay. the weather should be good. It always is out there. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, the paddocks are really nice out there. So yeah, looking for some really good footy out there. So you're you're in a you're in a bracket with the the Denver Bulldogs and the Golden Gate Roos. And I'm I'm gonna guess because like I said, I've not seen your your schedule from this year, but I'm yeah. I'm guessing you probably ran into the Roos maybe a couple times this year. Uh, we only ran into the Ruse. Well, uh, yeah, the Ruse in Denver. We uh, had a look oh. at them up at um, oh, Sacramento. So you saw, at the, okay, um, so you saw them West too. Okay. Regional. Okay. Uh, yeah, we came off second best in both. Um, but yeah, so it's a tough group uh, mm -hmm. against sort of like the most successful club of all time in this league, and then one that's been you know in the top two for basically the last five years. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough one, but you, you know, eventually, um, yeah, you just got to, uh, stand up and see what you can get done. Okay. So what are those two, what do those two clubs bring to the table for people who are going to actually tune in, you know, maybe they're going to come watch the, the yep. games or they're going to tune in, I think on YouTube, they're going to be carrying the yes. games live. What do yeah. those two clubs bring that, uh, that people can expect to see? Um, yeah, so look, both sides are experienced. Um, they've got uh, tall key forwards that are hard to match up on. Um, big solid bodies around the ball. So look, you always, you know, they always turn up to play ready to go um, at the big tournaments. And I can't imagine this would be any different. So and both have got much experience in the recent past of Divi uh, one and the uh, and the championship game. So yeah, look, it'll be a big test, but uh, yeah, our boys are looking forward to it. Okay. That's, that's great. And I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm actually hoping to tune in um, yeah. and watch some, watch some of the competition. Now, of course, every club wants to win nationals. Of course. But if, if it doesn't happen, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, you, you hit the post on the last kick and it just yeah. it misses going into it. How do you know that, or what what indicates to you that you've had a successful nationals, even if you're not taking the trophy home? Right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of markers. I mean, we prided ourselves, like you know, over the last two to three years of really working hard to get to you know work on the skills of new players coming in. We got you know a lot of players um, picking up the game. You know anywhere between say 25 and 35 um, and you're just trying to get 
them up to speed as quickly as possible. I and mean, we think we've done a pretty good job um, with that. So, you know, but it's, uh, you know, like this season, it's been hard to get sort of a consistent squad together. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, other needs are sort of pulling in players, especially at this time, you know, working from home, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to it. Um, but look, I can tell uh, the result, obviously you want to win, um, but when you don't, it's all about, you know, how you go about it. So if the guys go out there and they, you know, they give their all, but they come up short against better sides, uh, there's not much more you can do about that. So I'm just looking for a really strong effort. Um, we've been working together for a while in terms of our fitness should be good. Um, so it never should be, you know, a laziness problem or something like that. It's usually something that we can hopefully um, fix on the spot. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it all uh, shakes out. Okay. Now you, you're originally from South Gippsland area That's in Victoria. Correct. And, you know, from what I've been able to ascertain, that is an absolute hotbed of footy that you know, a lot of the big names in footy have come from that area. Uh, um, yeah, some, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what what should the folks back in that area or in any part of Australia that's going to be tuning yeah. in and listening to this, what should they know about the USAFL? Well, I mean, I've uh, what they need to know is that, yeah, the game's growing um, really quick here. Um, you look at a club like uh, the North Texas side, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. paid much attention to that, but that started up basically during COVID and now they're right, right. 30 odd guys, which is a fantastic effort. So, you know, but I also have seen, you know, being part of the clubs when they're not doing so well, it's, you know, it's a sort of can quickly turn around both upwards and downwards, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, who's, you know, working behind the scenes and that type of thing. So, yeah, but look, the game is improving all the time here. I think the top end of football, um, you know, is a really good standard to watch. Uh, you know, the games are competitive, you know, usually decided by less than a handful of goals. And any match like that can usually go either way. So um, you're not seeing sort of the blowouts of the past. Um, and yeah, I mean, the game's growing exponentially on the women's side. And um you know, like uh, this tournament will be a bit smaller than usual off the back of COVID and, and that sort of thing. But so it's like four divisions of men um, and I think just the one of women this year. Mm-hmm. So I think at its biggest, it's had five men's and two women. So okay. not far away, even though, uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of other things going on at the moment. So, so are they going to have games going on simultaneously while this is happening then so there's yeah so they okay. have like three or four fields okay sure, depending on how many teams they've got but um games will be uh held simultaneously um across all the different divisions um mm-hmm. if you ever watch any of the videos um, yes, yeah games you'll see in the background there's yeah two or three games going on so okay yeah, well, I have one more question for you before we wrap up here. No this, this is a little off the beaten path here. Beside, okay. Besides your uniform, yes, your Guernsey, your, your boots, your shorts, that sort of thing, what is the one thing that you keep telling yourself right now, don't forget to pack this, don't forget to pack this? 
Uh, for me, it's always, uh, well, it's, well, one that I'll speak about. Uh, mouth guard is always the one that I'm terrified of leaving behind. Okay. Um, it's always, yeah, it was always like, oh, I can't afford to have these replaced. So let's put this, you know, $10 piece of plastic in my mouth and uh, we'll be good to go. So I'm always like, double checking to make sure I've got my mouth guard. So, so you're not going to start. Now, are you flying up there on probably maybe Thursday? No, we're going to, uh, most of our guys will fly out on Friday. Okay. And um, even, I think one of our guys is even driving out from Thursday. But Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but most people will fly in on Friday at different times. Uh, I'm going to be earlier in the day to acclimatize. Um, okay. And then most guys will leave at some point on Monday after the presentations and the celebrations at the end. So right after Thursday, right after you have dinner on Thursday, then you're just going to put your mouthpiece in and just wear it the rest Pretty of the day until yeah, you get on the plane. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool beats. Okay. Hey, uh, Michael, I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening and stopping by. No I wish you absolutely the best of luck in the tournament. It's going to be fun no watching you guys this weekend. Yep. Have, have a safe flight and have a, have a fantastic time. No worries, Craig. Always good to chat with you, mate. Keep up All right. Work. Thank you. And a big thank you to Michael Ross of the San Diego Lions for coming on the podcast and talking about their preparation for their trip to Austin this coming weekend. I do have a couple of other uh, interviews that are in the can, and I'll be getting those out here in the next day or two. I sat down with uh, James Henderson of the North Texas Devils, as well as Bill Robert from Stateside Footy. Had a lot of fun talking to Bill, uh, as well as James. Don't get me wrong. I love talking to James. Love keeping in touch with him and seeing how things are going there. Uh, some of the stuff with Bill, though, I wish I would have had our, our pre-interview discussion recorded because there was a lot of fun information there that uh, we didn't get on tape to share with you. Now, before I go today, I'm doing things a little bit backwards, though, but today's club of the episode are the Woodend Heskett Hawks Football and Netball Club. And they're the largest winter sporting club in Woodend in Victoria. They've got three football clubs and four netball sides from the ages under 18s up through seniors. And just recently, uh, one of the players from their reserve side, Finn Yuri, won the club's Scarborough medal recently. So congratulations to Finn on winning that. The club does play their games at the Gilbert Gordon Oval, and I'll put links to their social media sites there if you want to check them out. I did notice that they had a podcast at one time as well, and I noticed that that isn't up to, to date as of right now. I think the last episode was last year. But uh, great to give them a shout-out. Uh, love giving shout-outs to, to clubs, you know, ones that have had difficult times this year with COVID restrictions and things of that nature, so... Hawks, I hope you have a fantastic year next year. I hope that uh, COVID gets back under control and you're allowed to play an entire fixture full of games next year. Now, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that you can find everything related to the podcast at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll consider checking it out. You can leave a voicemail there if you want to. You can share your views on an issue with me on the comment section. You can also sign up for the mailing list there as well as... Signing up on the guest intake form. It's listed as registered guest up at the top if you want to do that. I've had several people that have signed up to do that there. Uh, Michael, Bill, 
and James all put their information in there. It's where I'm able to go in and get uh, imagery from them as well as all their social media contacts and such so I can give as thorough a representation of, of who they are and what they're doing on the site. All right, folks, if you like the show, I hope you'll consider helping me out and checking out my Buy Me a Coffee page. Also, uh, if you're interested in any of the podcast gear, you can go to my Redbubble store page. Both of those links are up on my website as well. And now that you've listened, and I know it's been a week and a half or so before I've had an, an episode out, actually a couple of weeks now, I'm uh, just getting back up and over the problem with uh, having had COVID and uh, having the last full couple of weeks of my announcing job coming up here. I just finished up my second to last week. I've got four days of announcing coming up and then uh, just state playoff games that I'll be announcing after that then. But uh, would love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a five-star review there. That'd be a huge help. Remember, you can also reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com as well as on Twitter at yank underscore on. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the footy. Get on that mailing list, and every time a new episode comes out, I get it out to you before it goes anywhere else. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. I'm just catching my wind here, in many cases, literally, uh, getting back on the saddle, whatever euphemism you want to use as far as the podcast goes. I've had a couple of weeks where I've kind of I don't want to say slacked off because I've been doing some work in the background on some things. But I hadn't recorded an episode in a while. And, uh, well, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I started binge-watching Game of Thrones. Okay? I think I might have mentioned that uh, in a previous episode. But I'd never watched it before. And uh, I can see why so many people loved it. It's been... A pretty fascinating show to watch. So in the last four weeks or so, five weeks, uh, I've made it into season six already. I haven't watched much of anything else on television besides that. So I'm uh, I'm really enjoying that. And I, I, I know that there are some episodes that are going to be coming up that are supposedly clunkers. So I guess if you want to leave me a note about how much you loved or hated game of thrones that'd be that'd be great as well so you could leave that out over on a voicemail as well uh, or you know what i have a great question for you and this just popped into my head maybe if you left a uh, a voicemail of what footy player or what person involved with footy would have made a great character on game of thrones and what would you have called them you know i got i I got to pat myself on the back. I actually like that question quite a bit there. So leave me a voicemail, shoot me a message, uh, on Twitter. You know, if, if you're, you've been a game of Thrones, game of Thrones fan, what footy player or person involved in, uh, in, uh, in footy do you think would make a great character? Maybe they could have replaced a character that was actually there. You know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we could have somebody re- replace Jon Snow. Or, you know, Varys could have been uh, Brian Taylor, perhaps. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of like that question there. So, um, folks, again, I want to thank you for listening, okay? Uh, this is a game that we all love. And, you know, we're, we're just coming towards the end of the, the trade period. 
I'm going to be sitting down and hopefully doing uh, interviews with, with fans from every club of all 18 clubs about the trade period draft draft session after it's over. So if you're somebody who's interested in doing that, by all means, get signed up on the uh, register as a guest page on my website. And uh, I'll definitely make connections with you to talk to you about uh, how your club did in the offseason. Again, ladies and gents, thanks so very much for listening. I do ask that you share this podcast as well as every episode of the podcast with your friends and family out on your social media. It's a huge help. want to get this in front of uh, more people if I possibly can. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, and now we have him in, we have him in Geelong. We have the king of the dribble kick in Geelong right now. Welcome, Eddie Betts. Ladies and gents, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 106 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com or at yankonthefooty on Instagram and on Facebook. I'd love a follow there. I'll follow you back, especially on Instagram. I'm kind of running up against my uh, total allotted follows on, on Twitter, so if you want to follow me there, I might be able to boost that up. And also check out uh, the website at yankonthefooty.com. Until next time, folks, goodbye. <laughs>